Welcome to Stoked with Megan McPhail, the podcast that helps you get super effing jazzed about your work, life, and bank account. I'm your host, Megan McPhail, a former burnt-out emergency veterinarian that quit my hard-earned career to become a seven-figure business coach, entrepreneur, and elopement photographer. Now I'm living a life I absolutely love, full of travel, adventure, and financial abundance, and I am hell-bent on inspiring others to do the same. Are you ready to say goodbye to the 9-to-5 grind and start going after some big, bold dreams? Then let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, it's your host, Megan McPhail. And your co-host, Todd Reedy. And today's episode is all about burnout. And I'm going to talk about burnout when it comes to people who work regular W-2 jobs, people who are entrepreneurs, who are photographers, who are coaches, because I have experienced burnout before, big time, like really bad, back when I was an emergency veterinarian. And I've experienced it back in 2019 when I was an elopement photographer living out of a camper and traveling all over the place. And I'm really trying hard not to experience it as a coach. So I think it's important to recognize what burnout is. I think it's a buzzword thrown around a lot, but it's actually, it's really serious. And I feel really passionate about it because when I was an emergency veterinarian and I was struggling big time with burnout and I had horrible anxiety and I was getting migraines that sent me to the ER multiple times because they mimicked stroke signs. Like half of my face would go numb and kind of droop (laughs) and my tongue would go numb and I couldn't talk. And this happened multiple times. And my anxiety was like out of control and I was crying in the bathroom and I reached out to management about it. And they basically told me like, yeah, you know, Emergency vets normally burn out after three years and you're on your fourth year going on five. So it's bound to happen. And they just kind of shrugged it off. And I don't think that that's appropriate. (laughs) I'm laughing, but that's only so, you know, I don't cry about these memories that I have of mine. But essentially, when I quit my job, I had reached out to management about how much I was struggling They gave me no resources, no help, no nothing. And then I had a client, a man, actually, one night who was yelling at my in my face and his like vein was popping out of his forehead and he was pointing his finger in my face and he was swearing at me and I had to leave. I cried. I told my manager again, they did like nothing. They actually gave this guy a discount to hospitalize his dog. And then they wanted me to continue talking to this guy to give him updates on his dog's hospitalization. And I quit right after that. That was just the last straw. And nobody ever reached out to me from that hospital ever to this day. You know, I worked there four years and not a single person, not a single doctor, manager, nobody ever reached out to me to see if I was okay, to see what happened. I don't know what management told them was the case. I'm sure they spun something that I was like this horrible person or something. And after that, I really struggled. I mean, I had my photography business, thank God, to fall back on. Most people don't and just have to keep going and maybe, you know, quit and find a new job, but like never recover from the burnout. And my burnout was so bad. I remember, I mean, I just spent months struggling after that with 
basically like when you're in burnout, your sympathetic nervous system is just an overdrive and that's your fight or flight response. So when you're under chronic stress, especially for an ER vet where you're just dealing with like a dozen life or death situations every day, coming down off of that and just like sitting in my apartment and not having any life or death situations happening, like I could not cope with just normal everyday things. My anxiety got worse for a while before it got better. I was kind of self-medicating. I cried all the time. I had anxiety attacks all the time. If I had to go out and about and I went past like an animal hospital, I'd have anxiety. If one of my friends reached out to me with a question about their pets, even if it was totally benign, I would go into like an anxiety attack. It was awful. And so this is why I'm really passionate about teaching about burnout because it's not always as serious as mine, but it can still be very serious and it can be very serious from things that aren't life or death situations as well. So I want to talk about that. So what is burnout? How would you describe burnout, Todd? What would, how would you define it? I'm putting him on the spot here. I have things prepared, but he's, he doesn't have anything. You're always putting me on the spot. I know. <laughs> What's my definition of dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Um, I think probably I would define burnout as overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, behind schedule, constant stress Mm -hmm. that leads to reduced performance and reduced happiness. Yeah, that was so great that you brought in the underpaid part because I wasn't going to mention that, but that's totally part of it. And here's why, because burnout is basically like your nervous system and physiology of your body gets totally screwed up from chronic stress. And that's why this is such an important conversation, because it's not just like you're tired and you need a day off or a week off or something like your body is damaged and is basically physical and mental like collapse caused by overwork. So it's like it's hardcore. And this chronic stress on your body basically puts your sympathetic nervous system in overdrive, your fight or flight response, and your parasympathetic nervous system, which is supposed to balance that out, basically kind of stops working. So you literally cannot rest. And it's horrible. And it changes it changes your physiology. And this chronic stress, it can be, I mean, the underpaid part means you're chronically worried about money because you're not making enough and you can't make ends meet. So that's part of it if you're being underpaid underappreciated. Yeah, totally. I mean, everybody needs to be appreciated in their job. It comes from workload too. I mean, not like sometimes it doesn't even involve the number of hours, but certainly if you're working a significant number of hours, that will cause chronic stress. Also your values, if your values are constantly being kind of undermined or not met, I mean, everybody should just Google like how to determine your own values because values are so important. They are ingrained in you. And if your job goes against your values, just that can lead to burnout. For instance, when I was an emergency vet, I mean, I love animals and I want to help them, right? But it kind of went against my values that we were so understaffed and we didn't have some of the, I shouldn't say kind of, it totally went against my values to be understaffed to the point where we couldn't provide adequate care to our 
hospitalized patients. We didn't have some of the resources and technology that we needed to best serve them. So like experiencing that every day, day after day, in addition to being overworked, underpaid, underappreciated. I mean, it was just like an assault on myself constantly. And so the neurologic and like physiologic consequences of burnout are, I mean, the, the list is crazy. So you'll get cognitive impairment where your cognitive function, including your memory, your ability to make decisions, your attention, I mean, that all becomes impaired, like brain fog, you know, is awful. Your emotional regulation becomes impaired. It's harder to maintain a stable mood. You're more likely to be irritable, angry. Anxiety is a huge one. I mean, just imagine how that affects not only your work environment, but your relationships with significant others and family. You'll also have sleep disturbances. You either can't fall asleep or you can't stay asleep. That's going to lead to even more issues with your productivity and fatigue and brain fog throughout the day. And it also creates physical health problems, including GI issues, cardiovascular issues, high blood pressure, immune system dysfunction. I have talked to a bunch of people who ended up getting burnt out from their jobs, and they discussed basically like constant headaches and migraines like I used to have. I don't have them anymore. As soon as I quit my job, I stopped having those stroke-like migraines that sent me to the hospital multiple times. I had multiple brain MRIs. Like, it was crazy. And it was all because of this job. And I've heard of people getting, like, autoimmune disorders that flare up. And then as soon as they quit their job that's causing burnout, it goes away. So there's just a lot of health problems, not to mention mental health issues, which don't get talked about enough. And like none of these things are ever talked about in veterinary medicine or just jobs in general. Like it's awful. And it's literally like mental and physical collapse, like nervous system collapse essentially is what it is. And I can't believe that people just throw around this term like it's nothing and that it's to be expected. It took months, if not years, to recover from my burnout of being an ER vet. I don't even know if I'm recovered to this day. Todd's making all kinds of faces at me. What do you think about this laundry list of things I'm talking about? Well, it's way more widespread and like deeper rooted than I would have thought. And like all of the extra, like in my head, it's kind of, yeah, either being like physically tired or mentally tired. But yeah, all of these other like symptoms are very real and yeah, they compound on each other, right? And I mean, all of this stuff is totally relevant to not even like life-saving jobs, right? So yeah, yeah, you're an emergency vet that you are like in charge of life and death of animals, but people in creative fields get burnout. People in, I mean, any line of work, I can imagine people getting burnt out. I mean, you were burnt out at, yeah. when you were a rocket scientist. Yeah, much <laughs> different, right? It was less physically taxing but also like i was traveling a lot so that in itself is physically taxing mm -hmm. changing time zones every couple of weeks but i mean again it's super widespread against all these different kind of careers or lines of work or even people can burn out in their own personal life right so like mm -hmm. i love skiing like it's my absolute favorite thing in the world to do but by the end of ski season i'm kind of exhausted and like tired of it mm -hmm. which is yeah woe is me oh, i'm tired of my ski season but I think we have seasonalities of life and it just comes up that you've been doing too much of something too often 
And again, not getting the fulfillment out of it. Yeah, that is kind of a lesser definition. Yeah. Burnout, but very real in all aspects of life. Totally. And so I want to also talk about when I got burnt out as a photographer. It was in 2019. And essentially, I i mean, this was after I quit being a vet. I kind of took on any job that I could. I had sold all my stuff and moved out of an apartment and into a camper that I was pulling with my truck and I was traveling all over the place. And this was like my dream for a while was to live on the road and travel to all the things. I shot like 30 elopements that year and like 40 engagement sessions (laughs) slash adventure sessions. So I was all over the place. I was in California. I was in I mean, I went to Yosemite. I did all these like bucket list things. I was all over Utah. I was all over Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, just everywhere. And it was awesome. But I was also so burnt out towards the end of that year. I was irritable, cranky. I don't know. I just anxiety again. It was really hard. I was also going through a divorce, so I'm sure that added to the stress, but I overextended myself, and I don't think that I realized how stressful it was to pull a camper around when there were a bunch of animals. My pets were all in there. (laughs) I was constantly worried about whether they were going to, like, survive the temperatures or whatever. I was constantly worried about you know, breaking down on the side of the road and how was I going to get to this elopement and stuff like that. It was a lot of stress. And then delivering all of these, I I had an editor at that time, but man, like it was just a lot, a lot of communication with people. It was a lot. So it was like I was realizing my dream, but at the same time, I just totally overextended myself and was so burnt out by the end of the year that I just had to basically do nothing, got divorced, basically, you know, was living in my parents' guest house in the winter, which in New Mexico, we call casitas. (laughs) Guest house sounds so fancy. And it's nice, but it's not that nice. And I see photographers doing this to themselves all the time, where they won't outsource the things that drain their energy. Oh, and that's another part of it is when we're doing too much of the things we don't like doing, that can lead to burnout as well. And traveling is so, is just so stressful. So anything that creates chronic stress that we just can't get away from will cause burnout. And I see photographers just every busy season talking about how they're up till 2 a.m. in the morning editing and stuff. And like, this is not sustainable, guys. Like, you should be enjoying your life, not working 24 7. And that's also not a marketing strategy. I will get to that at some other podcast episode. (laughs) But talking about the struggles of your job all the time is not the way to book ideal people at your prices. Like, that's not a good marketing strategy, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, you can recognize the signs of burnout if you are not just feeling exhausted and drained, but also like your motivation is decreased, your productivity is decreased, you feel detached, you feel cynical, you are irritable, you can't concentrate. And then the physical symptoms like the headaches, the stomach problems, the issues with sleeping, the flare-ups of autoimmune issues. Like if you're experiencing those things, you're experiencing burnout and you have to help yourself. So 
then the question is like, how do you overcome burnout? And essentially, you can't really overcome it by staying in the thing that is causing the chronic stress, right? I mean, that's like, you can't get enough massages or take enough days off if you are still in in the job or in the season that's causing the chronic stress. Like you need a complete overhaul, first of all. You know, you can't just go out and get your nails done and take a day off or even a week off and then go back to the thing that's causing your burnout. You can't do that. So Todd, you burnt out from your job. What did you do? So I tried the first go around. Uh, I had saved a bunch of vacation and took like three weeks off, which was pretty good. I think that after that, I came back like ready to go. And in that time, I had switched to a different role at the same company. And though I like started fresh, it like didn't last. Within like a few more months, I was already back to dreading going to work and like feeling the fatigue and like the quasi depression, if mm-hmm. you will, of just not being fulfilled. Yeah. Because it was still going against your values, even if the workload changed. Yeah. And then the second time when I quit engineering, oh, that took, I don't know, I'm probably still recovering, but eh, a little bit. I mean, I think it was just, it was like months of like still dreaming about work, right? Mm -hmm. Even though I'd quit and yeah, it's just kind of a process and yeah, months probably. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's always the question, like, have I even recovered from my burnout. Like, that's what I wonder all the time. So now as a coach, I find myself, you know, my job's aligned with my values. My workload is not as much as when I was a veterinarian, you know, or even my really crazy 2019 season. So my workload is less. But what I do find myself being exhausted from and like verging on burnout from is like, the emotional load I take on being a coach and like, you know, building businesses, especially very personal businesses like photography or coaching, it's, there's a lot of emotions involved. It's kind of a roller coaster. You're having to put yourself out there and sometimes it doesn't work or sometimes it doesn't work on the timeline you want it to work. And so I have to talk people off the ledge a lot from like quitting their dream or thinking they're going to go like homeless and broke and starving, you know, like there's a whole range of emotions and I, I kind of have to counsel people and I'm finding that, that it's a lot for me to take on, but I love helping people and getting them through this and seeing them on the other side of it. It's like, I feel appreciated. I get a lot of pride from that. But there is this level of like, okay, everything's aligned with my values. My workload isn't that heavy. Sure, I'm working and and stuff like that. But like the emotional load I'm taking on is kind of inching me towards burnout. And so I have to be very cognizant of that. And I have to prioritize myself every day. And I really struggle with that. And I know a lot of women especially struggle with prioritizing themselves, especially when, I mean, I don't have kids, but I have dogs that need attention. I have you, (laughs) Todd. That That needs plenty of attention. Yeah, you need attention. My students all need attention. And then so I'm like, okay, when I wake up in the morning, it's hard for me to be like, okay, I'm thinking about myself first when I have all these things needing me. So yeah, I'm still, I'm not 
where I want to be yet as far as prioritizing myself and putting myself first, but I really need to do that because I can't pour from an empty cup. I can't help people if I'm burning out. So there's a lot of levels to burnout, and I'm learning that as I go, and I'm doing my best, but I think I do need to be better at prioritizing myself. So with that being said, not only you, but how do you think everybody can kind of recognize the early signs of it before we're too far burnt out or too far gone Mm -hmm. that we need to like totally uproot our lives and make a change. What if, what are things that we can do or see early to kind of get us out of that rut of burnout? Yeah. I mean, essentially, if you are working a job where you are doing things that you don't want to do or that are against your values, you have to change that. You know, if it's draining your energy, you have to change that. You have to do the things that provide you with energy, first of all. And, you know, noticing sleep disturbances or physical issues and changing that right away is part of it. And it's hard. I think one of the problems is, is that recovering from burnout is hard because our whole life, like everything that we do kind of stimulates our sympathetic nervous system, our fight or flight kind of nervous system, and doesn't really utilize our parasympathetic, which they have to be in cahoots, like they have to be balanced. And doing things that kind of promote or activate your parasympathetic nervous system are things like going on a walk and holding a puppy. (laughs) And reading and painting and all these like kind of slow things and like meditating and being mindful and yoga and stretching and low impact exercises and all this stuff, right? But like, it's hard (laughs) because if you're under chronic stress and your sympathetic nervous system is overactivated, those things like your mind's going to be all racing and crazy. You're going to like try to like do your workout really quick and then get back to being productive. You know, you don't know how to just rest. And I remember talking with a wellness coach a few years ago, and she was like, when you're really burnt out, sometimes you have to just literally do nothing. Don't move. Just hang out. Give yourself some grace. Convince yourself that, like, you're not lazy. You're not slacking. You don't have to feel guilty about being not productive or unproductive, you have to let your body rest and kind of let your parasympathetic nervous system reactivate itself a little bit. And you have to prioritize self-care. And it's this weird balance because the the whole self-care talk has always pissed me off when it comes to (laughs) employers being like, make sure to take care of yourself, you know. But doing that kind of stuff, like the massages and the yoga and going to the gym and going on walks. Oh, and eating well, eating healthfully, because some of the burnout actually, it like affects your GI system so badly that you can't actually absorb nutrients the way that you should be. So having a good diet is part of recovery from a burnout. But I used to hate all that talk when I was a vet, like, take care of yourself, get a massage, get your nails done, blah, blah, blah. But really, like those things do work to help you recover and prevent burnout if you are also not working a job that is pushing you to burnout no matter what you do. So you have to, again, quit your job or outsource the things that are keeping you up editing till 2 a.m. or like don't overbook yourself, don't overextend yourself, 
so that you have these moments where you can go on a hike and go on a walk and hold a puppy and all these things that are very like restful and sweet and calm. You kind of have to have the whole package. So yeah, you can't, you basically can't save yourself from a job that's causing you to burn out. You need to quit it. Or if you're an entrepreneur, you need to outsource the things that are causing you to burn out or reevaluate your schedule. And some people are more prone to burnout than others. I think I'm probably more prone to it because I also have chronic pain issues from a car accident. And I mean, that's a chronic stressor right there, like trying to do all the stretches and exercises I'm supposed to do every day. And in addition to all these other things I have to be doing, I mean, that takes hours out of my day if I'm like doing it properly. So yeah, some people are going to need to back off on their schedule more than others. It's all definitely a journey of self-discovery, this kind of stuff. But we have to we have to pay attention to it because literally like it's the collapse and dysregulation of our nervous system. And any employers out there listening to this, <laughs> if you are just churning and burning your employees and just like, okay, well, I'm just going to burn them out and then they quit and we'll replace them. Like, it's really fucked up. Really, really fucked up. So anyway, what do you have to say about all the things, Todd? Was this enlightening for you, too? I don't know if I have anything else to say. It was just kind of like mm-hmm. the more of like the list of the uh, like physical manifestation of mm-hmm. burnout. Yeah. Some of those things I hadn't really like tied to it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people notice GI issues. And that was when I was working overnights. I mean, that was a very common thing. Like people were just like, oh, yeah, you're just going to have GI issues now. Because guess what? Working overnights is chronically stressful, no matter what you're doing. So anybody out there who's listening, if you are worried about burning out, if you are feeling that kind of mental fatigue, brain fog, you know, if you're having physical issues, or if you are irritable, if you're feeling detached, if your motivation is decreased, like, recognize what it is and try to take the steps to fix it. Cause this is, again, this is your one life. I say this a lot on this podcast, but this is our one life. And if we are burnt out, miserable, what's the point in all that, you know? So yeah. And next episode, I'm going to talk a lot about one of the mindset shifts that is really important. And one of the things that it can lead to if we don't shift our mindset out of this is burnout and that is perfectionism. And perfectionism is another thing that can lead us astray and really make our life a lot more difficult than it needs to be, both our personal lives and our professional lives. And especially for entrepreneurs, it can hold us back so much, this idea of being perfect. And yeah, a lot of perfectionists burn out big time. So we're going to talk about that next episode. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Stoked with Megan McPhail. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. If you're looking for more inspiring content, check us out on Instagram at Stoked with Megan McPhail. And to learn more about my business coaching and how I can personally help you quit your nine to five, visit my website at meganmcphail.com. I hope this leaves you feeling stoked. See you next week.